Running is not meant to be stressful, and it doesn't have to be complicated. It's meant to bring us joy, clarity, and confidence. That's why I'm on a mission to teach you how I keep running simple and help you find your inner grit. Let's put an end to the idea that running is just one more weight loss strategy, because the truth is, running can actually be your ticket to a happier, more fulfilled life. By the way, this misconception that running is only meant for certain people, that the ability to run is something you either have or you don't, well, this just isn't true. Running has nothing to do with ability and everything to do with confidence. So follow me while I show you how to run your happy life. Run Your Happy Life podcast. I'm Tina Reppa and I'm hanging out with you today. And I have to say, I am in the best mood today while recording this podcast. I have so many exciting things going on, coming up, things I want to share. And, you know, for those of you who know me, you know I'm a school counselor during the school year. And it, this is my first week of a summer break, being home with the kids, and Mike works from home, so he's upstairs working. And um, to be able to sit down in the middle of the day, it's lunchtime right now, I've got the kids occupied, I locked the door and said, you know, if there's an emergency, come and get me, but I'm going to be in here recording a podcast, and to just kind of have the time and flexibility to get this done during the week, because this is what happens. I get questions asked of me throughout the week from my runners and when I get these questions I'm always like oh that would be such a great podcast episode because I know you can't be the only one who has that question and so that's what this that's what motivated the topic for today's podcast um, and before we go into that I will actually read you the question from the runner who sent it to me I love it so much before we go into that I just wanted to share for anyone who's listening who might not be in our team I know that a lot of the listeners of this podcast are already one of our REPA runners, one of our soulmates, and they like to listen to these during their runs. But if you're not and you are curious about how this all works, what happens, you've heard me talk about it before, and you've always you know, dabbled in the idea of possibly joining us, joining our team, training with us, well, I'm excited to share that on July 10th, so when I'm recording this, it is currently June 24th. So in two weeks, just over two weeks, we will be kicking off our next five-day Make Me a Runner challenge. It's free. And this challenge is so great because it basically gives you a snapshot into what it's like to train with us, how the plans work. Everything in the challenge is surrounding the three-day-a-week workout concept. So you'll get three workouts for that week in order to complete the challenge. And during that time, I will be going live every night of the week and I will be tracking the workouts that you have completed. And I think the biggest takeaway, so for anyone who's listening to this, not a runner, but would like to be, or you know, you've thought about this before, the biggest thing that I think the challenge does for you is it shows you how it doesn't have to be difficult. How, you know, we have this preconceived notion that it's going to be so hard, that you know, the level of effort that's going to have to go in to make a transformation. And this isn't just about running, but well, you know, for the sake of this podcast in regards to running, like, you know, if you want to become a runner, if you want to run a 5k, if you want to run a 10k, 
whatever it is, we have this idea of how incredibly hard it's going to be, so much so that the majority of us never even start. We just decide like, nope, that's not, I'll never be able to do that. I'll never be able to put in the work to do that. And so this challenge is so great because it is literally the first steps to becoming a runner and it starts at ground zero. It is meant for somebody who is not maybe particular, particularly physically active. Um, it's meant for somebody who maybe tried running and failed, and I put that in quotes, failed, um, or who never knew how to start. This challenge is step one. And you know how it, how it goes from there, of course, we have a program that's kicking off, a, um, a 5K training program. So zero to 5K in 10 weeks is the, the program. And that will kick off after the challenge, but the challenge is free. And it's just an invitation to anyone who wants to give it a try to come out, join us. You're going to have the best group of support I have ever seen. Our runners are so phenomenal when it comes to support. And I'll tell you why they are. They are so phenomenal and so supportive because they have been in your shoes. If you're a non-runner who's thinking about trying this out, they were in your shoes. They were thinking all of the things that you were thinking not that long ago. And because it has changed for them so drastically and because they've grown so much, my current team right now, we're kicking off, actually we've already kicked off 10K training. That's 6.2 miles. Many of my runners who were non-runners Gosh, I think it's like 22, 23 of them are actually training for a 10K now. Now, think about that if you're listening to this as a non-runner. Think about that for a second. Like where you are, the idea of running 6.2 miles at some point someday is probably mind-blowing. Like, yeah, okay, no, I'd be happy to run a mile. Like, yeah, of course that's what you're thinking, and as you should. They had those same exact thoughts, which is why they're going to be in this group, lifting you up and showing you like, hey, look at me, this can be done. And I'm going to do my best over the next two weeks to put out examples of these runners who have taken these steps and been brave enough to say like, okay, I'll try. I don't believe in myself, but Tina, you said I could. So here I am showing up, which is really how it works. It's how the magic works, right? The runners come to me and say, I don't think I can do this. I, I've tried this before and I failed. I don't have what it takes. And then I'm, you know, I give them that confidence and that's where we go from there. So um, they're gonna be there giving you their confidence and showing you this is possible. This can happen for you. And it is just so lit up. It is so exciting. And the really fun part is that my 5K team that just finished, the group that started in March, they just are finishing up their 5Ks, wrapping up their 5K training and they cannot wait to be on the hype squad. They can't wait to be one of those people, just like the hype squad that helped them when they were in the challenge and they first started the group. They can't wait to be those people. Like literally one of our runners has said to me, like I swear almost bi-weekly, like, hey Tina, I can't wait to be on the hype squad. Just so you know, like this is my goal. I can't wait to cheer on other people. So it is so fun. It is so inviting. It is so welcoming. It is so supportive that it does not matter if you have less than zero amount of confidence. Come join us and let us show you how possible it really is and that the sky's the limit. So um, that's kicking off on July 10th. If you wanna get on the wait list, I guess it's not a wait list anymore. If you wanna get on the list, if you want to be in the challenge, you need to go to tinarepa.com forward slash run and you need to join, I don't know if it's still titled wait list, but you need to join the challenge 
it might say challenge waitlist or join the challenge, you need to join it so that you get your email confirmation that you're on the team and we get everything solidified because it's gonna start rolling out in about one week, a little over one week, I'll start inviting all of our challengers into a private Facebook group where we'll um, kind of you know work out the details of what to expect on July 10th moving forward. So if you haven't done so yet and you're thinking about it, head on over there, tinarepa.com forward slash run, get signed up. If you know somebody, if you're already on the team and you know somebody who needs this, send that to them, send them the link tinarepa.com forward slash run and tell them just do it. You guys are so good though. If you're on my team, I already know you're shouting it from the rooftops. I woke up this morning after putting a post out there about the challenge coming up and so many of my runners have shared that to their posts and then wrote the most amazing things about their transformations, about how they feel. So I was just so up in my feelings and emotions thinking about how far they've come and it's just, this is really an emotional time overall. Just, you know, it's kind of like a, the graduation of the latest group, the growth of the previous groups before that, and then the invitation to brand new runners, knowing what this will do for them, that open invitation of like, come with us, trust me, you want to do this. So it's really exciting. Um, okay, so back to our topic for today. And our topic has to do with pushing yourself and knowing when you are pushing yourself the right amount. And so I want to start off by reading the question that was sent to me by one of my current runners who's, who has started in January. Well, started with the challenge in November and then January started the official 5k training and is now currently training for the 10k. She has already gotten herself up to an 8k. So she's run five miles after being a non-runner and now she's training for a 10k with the whole team. And this is what she said. She said, hey, this popped in my head on my run yesterday, and I know I'm going to forget it. You know how you always ask for suggestions on podcasts and things we want to hear? I have one I've been really struggling with. How do you know if you're pushing yourself enough? I know you know that I'm a huge critic of myself, and sometimes I think I go too easy on my runs or pace, even if my tracking device disagrees. I think it stems back to this one exercise class I took years ago. I was doing the dang thing and I ended up gassing out and literally could not continue. I sneaked out and I hid in the bathroom until it was over. Like I had zero left and I will never forget that. This was probably like eight years ago too. I remember feeling so embarrassed. I want to feel proud after my runs. And even though I should, sometimes I start to think, did I push myself hard enough? Could I have gone faster? Did you really need to walk? It sucks the joy right out of it and I know that but I'd really like to feel confident in knowing I'm doing my best. I, can, I wanna be able to do that without a doubt. The last two runs I did without a tracker, which I think may be good for me right now, um, I want to be able to use that too. I wanna to be able to use that data. Okay, I'm sorry for rambling and no need to respond, but maybe this could be a future topic. I love you and I'll see you soon. This is such a great topic and let me tell you why. A lot of our programs and our training, we often, my runners will hear me say that you want to be comfortably uncomfortable on your runs. That's, that's the go-to. For our earliest runners who are doing their initial 5K training, when they say to me, I feel like I'm not even running. You know, our motto is go slow. The goal is not to go fast. The goal is to get through your entire interval that's assigned to you. So you go as slow as you need to to get to that point. So this runner in particular is asking this question because she's moved beyond that, right? So for, for four months, the message is 
go as slow as you need to to get to the end of that running interval. That's the message and as it should be. Because oftentimes as a brand new runner, you think running means sprinting. Like you head out the gate and you start running, you know, as fast as you can and you don't realize that you actually need to slow down and conserve that energy so that you can continue that duration for a longer period of time or a longer duration of running. And so now that she's in 10K training, there has been a lot of conversation of, okay, look, you've gotten to the 5K, now we're rolling back and we've all gone back to the beginning of our training. So, so for her, she's gone from running five milers, her, her last run of her last training plan was five miles, and now we're going back to, to you know the basics. Like this week we're doing two minute intervals of jogging and then three to four minutes of walking. And so my message to her and her team, who's at this level now, has been, okay, we know you can do the distance. We're going backwards with our goals. I want you to push yourself. I want you to push your pace. There is no pace, when, when I say pace, I mean speed. There is no pace that you have to be doing or that you should be doing. But I want you to take advantage of the fact that we are doing less than what you've built up to. So let's push ourselves a little bit harder. So this question coming in has so much to do with two things. One, just kind of that continued lack of confidence in judgment, which is totally normal. It is totally normal for new runners, for new people doing anything that they haven't done before to lack the confidence to know like, is this right? Am I doing this correctly? That is completely normal and should be expected. The other part of that is, you know, there's this history there with this expectation that I'm going to fail. At some point, if I do this wrong, I'm going to fail and kind of still waiting for the bottom to drop out, right? Like if I push too hard on this run, just like my exercise class eight years ago, I'm going to fail and I'm so afraid of failing. But really, if you think about this, the whole goal of pushing yourself, right? And finding that place of like comfortably uncomfortable, it is not a certain number. It is a general effort level, right? It's you're breathing harder than just walking. You probably are, are less capable of having a conversation, but there is no failure point in this. There is no failure point. So if we change our mindset about what it means to quote unquote fail, it will help us to realize that it's nothing more than a learning journey. You cannot get to the finish line of this learning curve unless you've gone through it. So it's probably going to be a lot of, I'm going to try this effort level and see what happens. Um, I'm going to you know, go a little bit slower this time and see how I feel. And it really comes down to at the end of the day, appreciating what you did and what you learned, being able to reflect on, reflect on that and say like, this was a good effort level. So I know you want more specifics than that. I know you guys all want more specifics than that. So this is what I can do as far as to give you some, some more general guidelines as to what you can gauge as effort level. So you have three runs every week that you're showing up for. Not every run can be an all out run. Not every run can be pushed as hard as you can push. That's not good for your body, it's just not. So one of those runs should be at a relatively easier pace. I would say your weekend run or your third run should be at a relatively more comfortable place. As we continue through training, you'll notice that that becomes our long run day. 
So our runs are a little bit longer on that day and those are the days that you kind of wanna scale back the effort level to where you're more comfortable and you can make it through the entire duration. If you're making it through the entire duration, perfect. On the days you have before that, so you have two days, two runs before your long run day, you have some ability to push yourself. So let's just say for the sake of giving you more firm guidelines, let's just say there are three effort levels, okay? Everybody's will be different. There is no specific number that you can go by, but I want you to think of this as, as far as effort level goes. So effort level one will be walking comfortably. Like I'm, you know, I can do this all day long. I'm just walking, I'm walking around an amusement park, I'm walking around the mall, I'm walking and I feel good. Like I'm breathing fine, I can you know, carry on conversations. We'll call that effort level one. And then let's say that effort level two is that jog that you have where you know we spent most of our time in the 5K training, which is I'm going to go as slow as possible to get as comfortable as possible and I'm just going to cruise that's going to be where you want to spend your long run at effort level two so i'm just cruising now effort level three let's call that like i am gasping not gasping for air but i am breathing harder i can definitely not have a conversation i'm pushing past my quote unquote comfort level okay so effort level three is a place where you want to dabble in for workouts one and two it's just something that you want to try on and see how it feels. That doesn't mean that every interval should be done completely at a level three. So if you have a two minute interval, that doesn't mean run the entire two minutes at a level three. What that means is get at your level two, okay, settle in at your level two, let's say it's a two minute interval, and as you're jogging, I want you to just pick it up to a level three. You can do it either in little bursts, you can say, I'm going to do a level three and get to that mailbox. I'm going to do a level three and I'm gonna run two light poles and then I'm gonna go back to a level two. You don't wanna to go to a walk until you have finished that interval time, but you can play around with your level three and your level two and just see how far you can make it. So if you do a level three and let's say you do, for me, I, ran, I like to randomly pick place points. So while I'm running, I might say, okay, I'm gonna run to that mailbox, I'm gonna run to that, or I'm gonna go to a level three till I get to the blue car, and I'll pick it up. And if I feel good, and I'm like, okay, I can get to the next car, or I can get to the next pole, then I'll keep going. It's, it's very, it changes based on how you're feeling, right? And it could, that could change from day to day, but I want you to pick it up, and I want you to dabble in that level three, because that's not a place that we've spent any time in before during our 5K training. We've been in level two. So we're just dabbling in that level three. You're not going to be able to hold that the whole time. You might find a place where you're pushing a little bit harder than a two, but not quite at a three. You can hold that longer. You have to learn your body and learn how that feels. There is no wrong answer. But I would, if I were you, start at my level two. You could even save it for like, okay, the last 30 seconds of my interval, I'm gonna pick it up to a three. I'm gonna pick it up to a three for 15 seconds, then back to a two, then a three for 15 more seconds. And it just gives you a chance to play around with that and it gets your body used to pushing faster and getting uncomfortable. Then pretty soon your level three, as far as pace goes, will become your level two, which is pretty cool when that happens, but we're not tracking pace right now. So to kind of two parts to this answer. One, there is no wrong way to do this. 
as long as you find yourself, you know, pushing a little bit to see how uncomfortable you can get or to see what it feels like, then you're doing a good job. Even if you had a little gas in the tank when you finished, but you still got all your intervals done, it's okay. And you're doing fine if you push too hard and you say, oh, I can't do that next time. I had to stop at the end of this interval. Or I couldn't, I couldn't get to a level three in my final interval because I pushed too hard the first time I did it. And that's okay, you just learned that and you have to do it to learn it. You cannot just know it. There is no answer that you can know. You have to do it to learn it and to understand your body and to understand that feeling and it comes over time. So you'll start to think of yourself, you'll start to think of those levels and say like, okay, well this feels like a level one, this feels like a level two, and oh, I'm in a level three. Um, and so, so there's no wrong way of doing it, first part of my answer. Don't wait for yourself to fail because even if you couldn't run your final interval, okay, let's say worst case scenario, it turns out like your workout class, you go too hard with interval number two, you get to number three and you just can't do it. You actually have to walk it, right? This is worst case scenario. Well, it's not a failure, it is knowledge. Then you say to yourself, okay, the next time I come out, I have to be more mindful. I can't do a level three for the entire two minutes or whatever it is that you did last time. There's no wrong answer. And you know what? There's no shame in this. There is no room to allow yourself to finish a run of any kind and say that wasn't a great run or I did something wrong. There's no shame in that because you guys know this as well as I do. That sometimes you're level three, sometimes you're comfortably uncomfortable, sometimes your good run is just being able to put one foot in front of the other because that's what kind of day it's been. That's what kind of week it's been. You haven't slept very much. You've had a lot going on. You've been traveling. And, and you know what? Your level three right now is actually the slowest run you have. It doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. The minute you start allowing yourself to feel any shame in, in regards to any run that you finish, the less motivated you're going to be to get out there. And let's face it, what's our ultimate goal? To show up, to stick with it, and to see how consistency over time will make us stronger, will help us grow. And as long as you're showing up for your three workouts a week, you will grow immensely. There's no wrong way of doing this. Now, if you put numbers on yourself, if you've said to yourself, well, I wanna do a mile in this amount of time, or I want my pace to be this, you need to stop putting that pressure on yourself. And maybe that it, maybe it is true. Maybe you need to stop looking at your pace and stop letting that be a thing, just like weight on the scale, right? Like, is that really helpful? That's why we don't talk about a specific pace. We talk about an effort level. And again, your effort level on Monday could be very different than your effort level on Friday because of your week. So at the end of it, there's no room for thinking this wasn't good. There's no room for thinking I did this wrong. There's no room for thinking I didn't push hard enough. At the end of that workout, there's only room for saying, heck yes, I checked the box on this workout. What did I learn from it? What do I wanna to try to do next time? Because I have to tell you, even on the two runs that I've done this week, I've done two workouts this week. The first run, I felt great. I was you know, pushing myself to a level three for a pretty good chunk of my intervals and I felt good about that. Well, guess what? I went out for my second workout of the week and I felt, this is when I did my live, I did a live recently on my Facebook page where I talked about, you know, I had this internal struggle of I've gained so much weight, I feel so heavy, my legs aren't moving, I'm chafing, my legs won't stop, you know, my thighs won't stop eating my shorts, like all those things, like all of that happened on workout number two. And I stopped to walk way more than I did for workout number one and I stopped more than what I had planned. 
and it's okay because I was in, I was not in a good place emotionally in the middle of that run that for me, effort level three was just showing up that day and that's okay. And you know, I came out of that. By the time I stopped the running portion, and I was, just, I there was one point when I just said, "Okay, I'm just going to walk home from here." And I started recording a live, not a live. I'm sorry, my stories on Instagram and Facebook. I started recording my stories, and I said, "You know what? I'm going to go live tonight, and I'm going to talk about weight because this is what happened to me. This is how I was feeling, and this is how I got out of it. I had to change my thoughts so that I could change my feelings and my behaviors. It's no different." when we're talking about our effort level, it's still the same. We're still talking about the thought regarding our effort levels and our pace, and then the feeling that occurs because of that, right? So our, our thoughts create our feelings, our feelings create our behaviors, and round and round we go. So if our thought is, I didn't push hard enough, or I didn't go to a level three for the entire interval and I wanted to, I'm such a failure, you'll feel like a failure, and because of that, you won't wanna go on your next run, right? When a simple flip of the switch like, hey, I got out there and I ran for 30 minutes today. I have been showing up for myself since November of 2021. When is the last time that I stuck to workouts for this long, for eight months? I've been a runner for eight months, or for some of my runners, I've been a runner for almost one full freaking year. When is the last time that I stuck to a goal and I stuck to a workout routine and I did that for an entire year. When is the last time I did that? When is the last time that I set goal after goal after goal after goal and I just knocked them out? When's the last time I did that? Think about it. And if that's your mindset, then your behavior is going to be like, bring it on, I'm ready. I learned from that, bring on the next one because here we go. And so when you find yourself settling into that that shame, that area of shame, shame is so harmful. It is so powerful and it's so harmful for us, to us. It's a very, it's a very damaging place to be in. Allow yourself to think back to what the you, the person who was afraid to start this journey, the person who was afraid to go to the challenge, the person who said, Tina, I think you're cray but I'm gonna come to this challenge because you told me I could be a runner. Here we go. Like that person was just thrilled when they could jog for 30 seconds. They're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I jogged for 30 seconds without stopping. And now that person is jogging for five miles, 3.1 miles, three miles and training for a 10K. Like ask that person how you should feel about how that run went. Honestly, nobody's on their A game all the time. Nobody. It's impossible. You can't be on your A game all the time. You're going to have runs that don't feel as good. But at the end of the day, the question being, how do I know if I pushed hard enough? If you are finishing your run and you feel like you have way more gas left in the tank, like, oh, I could do that again, then the next time you go out, up your level. Okay? I highly doubt that's where you are because I know that you're pushing plenty. If you finish and you're like, whew, that was a close one, or... I feel good about that. Like, oh, it would be hard for me to do another interval. Then you're in a good place. You're doing just fine. And whatever effort level you're putting forward, as long as you're completing those intervals and you're checking those boxes, you are doing the dang thing and you are showing up. So be so proud of yourself. You guys, I have, I am just beside myself with how much our team has grown individually, honestly. So it's July, almost July. And when this group starts, the next challenge group starts, this will be completely full circle. When they begin, it'll be one year since this program started 
since the Make Me a Runner 5K program, non-runner to runner, all those things, since it started one full year. And I have runners who have been with me for this entire year. And we have gone through so many changes in the program. We've gone through so many variations of what the next level should look like because I never intended to have runners finish their 5K training and look at me to say, Tina, you're stuck with me. What's next? I never saw that coming. I only saw me showing people like, hey, you can be a runner. You can run a 5K. Watch. And taking them to that 5K. And then when it like, they all started asking me, well, what's next? I'm not done. You're stuck with me. I'm not leaving this. Like, I feel so good. I feel so consistent. I feel so great about what I accomplished and I want to set my next goal. So it had this whole, you know, growth phase of what's it going to be. And it it has changed drastically. But where it is right now, and I imagine anybody who starts a new program would say this, that where it is right now is the best place that has ever been. But But where it is right now, I feel so good about because I want to just shed some light on this for anyone who's not a part of our group just to explain this because people do ask me someone just asked me this weekend like so what is this thing you have going is it a membership like what's the deal so the program runs for for about 12 weeks overall there's two weeks of cushion in there but it takes 10 weeks to get from zero to 5k and that starts after the challenge and then so that's about we say three to four months of growing from zero to 5k to 3.1 miles. And then from that point, this is where like we had to do a lot of discovering what works for us. You know, we used to have everybody decide where do they want to go from there? Do they want to go to the next level? Do they want to, you know, keep training for a 5k? Do they want to finish? Like what's, what's the goal? And instead what we decided to do this year was we picked a race in Virginia beach, the wicked 5k and 10k. I live in Virginia beach. And it's the, one of the funnest races I do. I do it every single year since I have been able to run. I've done the Wicked. The, the medals are all hanging back. I'll have to pull them out for, um, you know, a live one night on Facebook to show you guys because it's so fun. But that race is at the end of October. And so the thing that our initial team, we call them the Soulmates OG, the thing that we missed as we started getting new runners and new runners and new runners, two things, we missed having that team feel, right? Because we had all these teams, but all the teams were working at different levels in different places. Like some of them were working towards our 5K, some of them, you know, were with us, but they were working towards a 10K. Like everyone was in a different place. So we decided, or I decided rather, not to put it on them, but that I wanted to do it like one giant team. Like we were basically going to hit reset. So our latest 5K group finished this month. I have two runners who are finishing up this week, next week, sorry. And they're going to be joining us and everybody who has trained with me, who continues to train with me because it does become membership-like after that program, right? It's a membership deal where like, you know, you, it's basically like a gym membership um, where you continue to get training plans and the support and the coaching, blah, blah, blah. And so we are all training to move towards that same goal. So we are all going to be ready to run our next race at the end of October. Now, um, many of us are doing the 10K, but there are many of us who are also doing the 5K at that time. So th those were the two options, 10K or 5K. But when we get to that date, October 29th, um, there will be a lot of us who are actually either driving or flying to Virginia Beach to do it together, and then some will be doing it virtually, but we'll all be racing on that day, October 29th, moving towards that same goal. And I've even kind of sticking with this, this whole, you know, we want to be one solid team. We want to be 
all of us training together because it's so magical when we do, I've sketched out what the spring will look like and set our spring goal. So for anyone who is, you know, signing up for the challenge, if they do commit to the program, you know, they'll get to their 5K and be able to do it the same weekend. How fun is this? The same weekend as all of the Soulmates for Life. So the newest runners will also have the opportunity to do the Wicked 5K or 10K at the end, that weekend. And then they'll have the opportunity to continue to train if they want to in the spring to pick their next goal. And in the spring, we're gonna be working towards the Shamrock, the 8K, and many runners will be um, dabbling in the half marathon arena for the Shamrock in Virginia Beach, and then the Pittsburgh half marathon the month after that. So um, we've got it all sketched out through now in the spring. And, and crazy enough about that, for my runners who are listening to this, current runners, if you think about that, so the 8K and the half marathon in the spring, and then Pittsburgh um, is also in the spring in May, well, you might say to yourself, well, what's next? Think about this. That's, a, that's in May of next year. Guess what? It's only June. It's June right now. So that whole, those plans take you for about, you know, almost one full year. And then suddenly you're picking your next fall goal. Like how cool is that? Like working, getting healthier, lowering, lowering your blood pressure, getting stronger, building your muscles, but also working towards these really exciting goals to strive for one after another. And it's just, you know, round and round we go. And that's how I fell in love with running because it's, it will just pump you up every time you reach that goal and say, okay, what's next? Okay, what's next? And here we are. So um, I hope I was able to answer your question. I do plan on having some of my soulmates for life coming on the podcast for some interviews in the next couple of days. So those will be um, starting to come out, trickle out next weekend and beyond, getting their feedback and their journey and their story. I want them to share that with the world, you know, where they started, where their mindset was, and to hopefully motivate some of those non-runners who are thinking like, I don't know, could I do this? To hear where they came from and where they are now and you know what helped them, how do they grow, how do they overcome their challenges, how do they overcome their mindset, negative self-talk, all of those things. So um, look forward to that, you guys. I have so many runner spotlights coming out via posts and in the podcast, on the podcast. So make sure that you stay tuned. If you haven't subscribed already, please do so and leave me some feedback because I do love to hear what your thoughts are and what I can help with. Um, if you are my runners, you guys know you can message me or you can leave reviews on the podcast to let me know what you like to hear, what you like more of, and I will keep coming back because it is my favorite thing to do to show you how much you are actually capable of accomplishing. So I hope you guys have an awesome rest of your day. Thank you for hanging out with me and I will be back soon. Bye guys. Thanks for listening, guys. Remember, if you heard something that resonated with you or something you think someone else needs to hear, make sure you share this episode. You can carry on the conversation by joining the Run Your Happy Life Facebook group or by following me on Instagram at runwithtinareffa. Send me a DM and let me know what you'd like to hear more about. I'm on a mission to turn non-runners into runners and doubters into believers. So if this is you, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Until next time, go get uncomfortable and chase that sunshine.